Hey everyone, we're back with another week of Find Your Film. As usual, I am harried because I'm I'm really I'm I'm a little bit intimidated about how many movies we're going to cover. I'm I'm also excited with how many movies we're going to cover this week. We have a lot of things to not. It's just not going to be a movie week. There's going to be a a really awesome giveaway week that is spearheaded by our. Well, I'm just going to call him this week our North Star, Eric Holmes. He is called Malcolm and. Merrick? Is that Merrick? Eric Holmes? Is that Merrick? Yeah. M-E-R-I-C? Merrick. I was going to write Malcolm and Merrick. Malcolm and Merrick. Okay, so we all know what Malcolm is, but we're going to have to question how Merrick comes up later in the episode. He's going to talk in a a few moments about a really cool giveaway that we have. Thank thank goodness, and uh, thank you to Entertain Mark for that. Also, we also have Bruce Perky, who is, I suppose, the most astute out of our trio he is this week called Bruce Perky's called male prisoner, male prisoner number seven zero two Perkion, Perkion P U R K I O N. Are you a male prisoner, Bruce? And obviously, was it what was it like to be in jail for the last week in cinema jail? Was it fun? I will be blinking twice for help, help. <laughs> no, <it's> like, <laughs> yeah, we've had a we've been in basically iced in and snowed in, which for Alabama means like. A half an inch of snow, but <laughs> unlike our poor movie bear who has had no electricity for two weeks or two days, I guess it is. Um, anyway, uh, yes, I have watched. Um, I think I figured out eleven movies in like five days. So yeah, Mike. I wait. You're not going to cover all eleven movies this week, are you, Bruce? Come three. on, three. Thank, thank goodness. <laughs> we can always count on Bruce Perky to have a little a sense of economy because. I want to have a life and watch my Clippers game. Eric Holmes has a big movie that starts shooting down the road. And we're going to be, oh, wait, Eric Holmes, are we going to be, uh, what, what's, how, what's going on with your RPG game? What's going on with that? A couple of weeks? Are we going to um, all get together, movie bears, and, and find your film, that whole universe? What's going on, what's going on with that? Yeah, yeah, we're, uh, I, I haven't talked to all of them because, as Bruce said, I haven't got a hold of William yet because he's having uh, issues and for everyone else down in i believe it's uh texas where the power goes out and it's cold and that is not a great time to have your power go out and i think uh, i can't remember the guy's name but there was a uh what do you call it not governor mayor down in texas who uh i don't know if you guys have been following twitter but uh yeah someone said something it was should be putting his foot in his mouth for sure at the very least at, at most probably get his ass kicked for saying the things he did but yeah there's a lot of people hurting down there and we wish him the best but yeah. as far as the game goes we might have a game over zoom do a little play test and uh might have some special guests with us but uh we'll we'll see for sure Yes. See what happens in the future. Ton, tons of love to the people over at the Movie Bears podcast. William Lindis is one of the one of the co-hosts of that podcast and he's been he's been actually giving us updates on our Cinematics Facebook group as well as everyone on Facebook, all his friends, family on his and hopefully he's uh, doing he and his family are doing hopefully okay in their respective domicile. Sands the heat. Also our listener, friend of the show, most importantly friend Angie Clark, she messaged me the other day and she's over in Texas and she, the, the pipes broke in her house. So a lot of stuff going on, a lot of stuff. And Bruce Perky over in Alabama, you have, you've, you've had your snow days. What, how many five days straight of snow days? So, you know, uh, personally, I've had a couple, the kids have been out of school for now their fourth day. 
starting uh, tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. So mm. are they happy that no school? Are they happy with uh, just hanging oh. out playing? Vid- yeah. <laughs> yeah. They haven't killed each other yet, but they're pretty happy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Are you, are you like Mr. Chips? Goodbye, Mr. Chips. Are you teaching them the lessons of life while you guys are sheltering at home? Um, we watched evil dead two. If that <laughs> is a life lesson. <laughs> Evil Dead. I still have. How dare I have not seen Evil Dead two? And I said to the, our group, I was going to watch Army of Darkness two weeks ago, and I still haven't seen it. Did they love the Sam Raimi film as much as you and Eric Holmes do, does do? Yeah, they thought it was. I mean, they thought the special effects were terrible, but also it's kind of awesome. Sort of. I guess I had kind of um, warmed them up with Psycho Gorman, so they were ready for it. So yeah. Okay. Psycho Gorman. Oh boy, Bruce Perky. Again, yet again, as much as you love, you were the first person to, I believe you were the first person, but Psycho Gorman. It's PG for short, PG colon Psycho Gorman. Full name for a full bodied film. Stay in school. Don't do drugs. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Eric Holmes with the PSA of the week. More than a PSA, PSA, Eric Holmes. Before we get to our main review this week, which is the Netflix film, I Care A Lot. By the way, after this episode, me, Eric Holmes, Bruce Perky, we're going to do a little mini episode discussing the spoilers of I Care A Lot. It comes out on Netflix February 19th. We're going to talk about, review it, but then we're going to have a separate audio feed for our spoilers, which will be exclusively housed on our website, findyourscene.com. You'll have all that information in our show notes. Also, speaking of sexy stuff, Eric Holmes, he loves he loves shopping for Blu-rays, DVDs, physical media at Entertain Mart at his local place over in Colorado Springs. Eric Holmes being the entrepreneur, podcast pusher he is. What do you have for our faithful listeners this week? What are, what are we doing? Yes, well, uh, you've uh, I, I've mentioned a couple of times on the show about a place I like to go to to buy my physical media, usually used, sometimes new, and the place is called Entertain Mart. And I got a couple of uh, $20 gift certificates here that we will be giving away. And it says, by the way, it says cooler than cash card entertain Mart. I love the way it looks. I don't love that. I'm not going to get it. Eric Holmes continue. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, we figure we do a, we figure we'd start doing giveaways for these because entertain Mart is pretty great. I love going to it. And I would say if anyone ever makes their way to Colorado Springs, please hit me up and I will give you the tour myself. For those of you who don't live in Colorado Springs, um, we were going to start giving out uh, $20 gift cards to Entertain Mart. Now it's it's a little tricky. Um, you got to go to their website, vintagestock.com. And from there you will, you know, just kind of peruse, see what they have in stock. Uh, Cause it is mostly used, uh, used video games, used movies, so on and so forth, music and all that. But you go to vintagestock.com, find what you want. And then if you win, you will get the uh, gift card, but you also get a business card with the number for the Colorado Springs store. Call them, tell them what you want, give them the uh, gift card number, and then they will deliver it to you. At least that's it. This is a little weird way of doing it, but this is the only way we can do it for now. So there may be some issues. If there is, just... Let us know. Eric, we'll Eric Holmes is talking about the weird way, meaning you actually have to get on the phone and talk to another human being. That is <laughs> yeah. very weird these days. Unfortunately, Eric Holmes, you are slightly young, younger than me and Bruce. Bruce, do you remember when we used to talk to people on the phone to get stuff? Do you remember those days? I remember sending cash. 
what? to like Discord records just to get a record back. So yes, I remember uh, doing that too. Like literally uh, sending a $10 bill to Discord records and say, send me the new Minor Threat. And they would, you yeah. know, throw some stickers in there. Did you, was it, oh, Minor Threat? Did you get uh, Fugazi? You get, get, get some of that? Uh, Pre-Fugazi. Yeah, I got pre-Fugazi. So. Pre-Fugazi, Discord records. Shout out to them. So yes, listeners, if you want one of the two, what, $20 each, right? You have two gift cards, Eric Holmes? Yep. Yeah, we oh. got two of them. And uh, like I said, there, there's going to be a little learning curve in using these gift cards because uh, it's specific to the Colorado Spring Store. But, you know, we'll figure it out and it'll smooth out because this is not going to be the last one we do with this. We're going to start doing these uh, pretty often. And I believe Greg will tell you how you can win those. Yes, I'll tell you how you win those. And here's the here's the good news this week, okay? This giveaway is sponsored, is actually spearheaded by Eric Holmes. If, let's say, the next giveaway was spearheaded or sponsored by Bruce Perky, these are two people you can trust. If, let's say, a giveaway, just warning, was sponsored by me, I take all the money myself and the gift cards, so it'll be corrupt. <laughs> At least you know this one by Entertain Mark and Eric Holmes is on the up and up because me, as, as a gift-giving, gift-not gift-giving giveaway person, I am on the down and down. But I will tell you how to honestly enter this giveaway for Find Your Film and Entertain Mart is all you need to do is go to Apple Podcasts, rate and review Find Your Film on Apple Podcasts. Now, Eric Holmes correctly mentioned that sometimes if you are not an iOS user and it is a pain or you don't know how to rate and review, you don't have an iPhone, if you're doing Android, we will also accept a rating and review for Stitcher Podcast. So we will leave all those links in our show notes, Stitcher Podcast, or where you can rate and review on Apple Podcasts as well. Apple Podcasts or Stitcher Podcasts, you have one of your two choices. And Look, you know what? If you enter a rating and review for Apple Podcasts and throw one out for Stitcher, you will get two entries, okay? So we're going to tally up all of the ratings and reviews that we get in two weeks. So two episodes from now, we're going to have a list of people who qualify, who entered this contest, and we will name the two winners two episodes from now, which I believe, Bruce Perky, that's probably the first week of March. Am I correct on this? Okay, Bruce Perky yes. is yes, yes, Bruce, <laughs> and then and then that will be uh, and just a little spoiler, Bruce correctly mentioned in two weeks from now we actually have a screener link of a movie. What? Where's this movie coming from? Do, do you know? Shutter, Shutter, <laughs> Shutter. We ha- every single week Bruce Perky mentions Shutter. Listeners at Shutter, please. Air comes. I'm sorry. I apologize. Bruce Perky is the one. He's a shutter man. Okay. I, Eric Holmes does not probably, he, Eric Holmes is a team player. Br- shutter should all go to Bruce Perky, but we will be reviewing the movie Lucky in two weeks, starring Brea Grant. So hopefully, one of two of you people, two of you listeners and ratings and reviewers will be lucky to win this entertainment gift card. Eric Holmes, yes. I should say, I do watch movies that play on shutter, but I usually rent them on YouTube. <laughs> Yes. yes, YouTube Shutter. I don't know what. What am I a shill for, Bruce? What am What am I a shill for? Come on, you know the punchline. What's the punchline, Bruce? <laughs> You're supposed to say punchline. everything. You're supposed to say everything. That's what that's aren't it. you a shill for? Is what the okay. question should be. <laughs> yes, very good. Uh, that hurt because that's true. Okay, so before we get to I care a lot, do do we do? Um, we have a couple of movie rewinds. Let's do I care a lot first. Okay, and then we'll get to the movie rewinds. Okay. I Care A Lot opens, I mean, comes out on Netflix, which is opens February 19th. I am a huge fan of Rosamund Pike. Sam, how are you? 
Hey, I'm good, Marla. How about you? Oh, working hard, playing hard. Fucking A. You called. Yeah, uh, I got some news. Good news or bad news? That's sort of both. Uh, your ward, uh, Alan Levitt, here at our Berkshire Oaks facility, he just died. What? Alan died this morning. Sorry. No, Alan Levitt? Really? How? Stroke. Big one. But he was young. Just 69 and a quarter. Oh, God. Alan. Fuck, I only had him six months. I thought he'd last us at least another five years. Fuck, now I have to cash him out, turn over everything to his inheritors. What a fucking waste. Well, maybe he took a shine to you and wrote you into his will. Yeah, right. <laughs> so what's the good news? Well, due to Alan's tragic departure, we now have a vacancy. His room. Huh, that's a corner deluxe. Yes, it is. Hold it for me. Marla, you're not the only game in town. There's a waiting list. Fuck the waiting list. How much? Two grand a week till it's filled. Two grand? It cost 500 last time. If you don't pay, someone else will. Oh, fuck you, Sam. All right, two grand. Thanks, Sam. Pleasure, Marla. Eric Holmes, Bruce Perky, do you concur? When you saw... When you saw the link for I Care A Lot headlined by Rosamund Pike, did both, were both of you saying, I'm, I'm all about this? Or is she high on your list as far as actors go? I keep forgetting how much I love Rosamund Pike. And then I see her in things. I'm like, oh, yeah, she's awesome. I forgot. But uh, yeah, she's great. And she's great in this. Uh, we'll talk more about that. But Bruce, you go ahead. Yeah, no, I was going to say uh, after Gone Girl, it's one of those. She's one of those actresses. You start going back and going, oh, she was in that. She was in that. She was in that. And now she's got to the point, like you said, Greg, where when I see her, I go like, OK, even if I don't like the movie, there's going to be something worth watching here. She usually brings some pretty good energy. And a lot of times it ends up being a good movie as well. So, yes, I was trepidatious. I believe that's a word. I was nervous because Eric Holmes, he was sort of instant messaging me or on Facebook while he was watching this, the first 20 minutes of this. And I thought he, I thought he was meaning that he really, he was really not liking the way things were going regarding the characters in the movie. So I was really nervous. Okay. And we're going to get to your final reaction, Eric Holmes, in a second. I was really nervous about watching this movie because why? Well, it centers on this woman named Marla Grayson played by the aforementioned Rosamund Pike. She's an Oscar nominee. And she is a court-appointed court guardian for elderly people. Great job. That is a great job. That's a thoughtful job. The only thing is she takes care of the elderly. She puts them in a home, I guess. Well, what is it? An elderly uh, facility, okay, for elderly people. The problem is she she is their guardian, but she bilks them for all of their money and their assets, the, there is in her business office, in her big office, she has pictures of all the elderly people on her wall, like some kind of dream board. And she uses these people as soon as she's done with their assets. They're pretty much dead to her, probably spiritually, emotionally, and maybe even physically. So that's we're already starting off with a very unlikable character. Eric, that's what you were trying to mention, right? As far as you were. Yeah. So I, I watched this in two parts, I, as you mentioned. I got like about, say, 10, 15 minutes into it. And I'm like, I was just having a day. And I'm like, I see where this is going. And I can't. <laughs> I'm already <laughs> off. This movie, the, the Rosamund Pike, she's great in this. 
but she's so great that I just wanted to choke the hell out of her. And I just couldn't, I had to turn it off. And then I went back to it the next day and finished it out. And boy, am I glad I did. Very good. Yes. Um, yes. You were not caring a lot. This, yeah. this is a very difficult movie to talk about mm-hmm. because this goes places. And I'll just leave it at that. This well, w- this movie goes places. This goes a lot of places. And uh, I would say there are going to be people that are pissed off at the beginning like I was. And I would say stick with it. But also, it goes places that might ultimately piss people off. But it completely appealed to my lizard brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah speak okay so I, I, so I was kind of uh i was kind of I, I i took a turn with this movie and i don't know that everyone will go on this journey but this is a this is a really good movie uh love it or hate it um they, this movie does some plot things that don't make sense especially like early on with the where it shows how rosamund pike is in uh court with the uh Macon blair Macon Blair, who shows up in this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know what? I should just say Macon Blair's in it. Watch it. <laughs> yeah, Macon Blair's in it. Watch it. You know who else is in it is Diane Weist. She's sort of the great white whale yeah. in this movie. She's Jennifer Peterson. She's the main target. She's the latest, quote unquote, victim of Marla Grayson. Also starring in this is Aiza Gonzalez from Baby Driver, right? That's the movie that she's known for. Baby Driver. She plays Fran, the lover of Marla Grayson, and also the partner in crime. Last but definitely not least is Game of Thrones' Peter Dinklage. He is just known as a quote in the plot summary for Netflix is a quote, volatile gangster. That These are the players in I Care A Lot. There are, like Eric mentioned, there's, it's really, it would be a spoiler to really delve into the machinations of the narrative. But Bruce Perky, what would, what is safe to act? Who, you actually did a review of this for the Deepest mm-hmm. Dream site. What can what can we really explain without spoiling too much away for our listeners? Um, yeah, well, I think that Eric kind of hit on it. I mean, you want to know the basic concept, and that is kind of what her her grift is or what her racket is. And I think that what I would say to go along with that is I would say that this is a movie that deals with some real serious, really hard to deal with subjects but it does it in a somewhat cartoonish and playful way, somewhat. And I think that will help people because I think the tone is either going to get you or not get you. I think you're going to, like, I thought I was going to go in for one kind of a thing. I thought I was going to go in for this movie that was like this really terrible con woman and kind of the injustice that's happening. And then how is justice going to, eventually be served and that is not what this movie is this movie is a little more entertainment focused and some of the illogical things i think you if you go with the tone that it eventually ends up having some of the illogical things are allowed but it's deliciously evil i guess is what i would say (laughs) so good way of putting it (laughs) yeah it's one of those movies where almost every character is bad to some degree and you have to be able to kind of enjoy the machinations and if you can enjoy the machinations i think you'll like this movie and if you can't you might really hate this movie i was so excited because my mom is an even bigger movie lover than me and uh, as soon as i finished it i i told my mom mom gotta see this just 
there's a couple of things you might not like about this movie. The dark, very dark characters. She could not get through it. She tried for about 45 minutes. She, again, I care a lot, will be an acquired taste. There will be people who will say, I cannot see a movie where I'm not rooting for a quote unquote protagonist. And I, I understand that, but here's the thing that I love about I care a lot. Like Bruce, you're saying you think it's one thing, but if you are a fan of thrillers, there is a section in this movie that is a straight up thriller where you're, it's really finely tuned and well-paced that smack dab right in the middle of the narrative, which I think ultimately it's, sort of a black comedy, but there are so yeah. many different hybrids within that. And I really loved it is this. And ultimately it's such an entertaining, entertaining movie. This is a movie I'm, I'm going to see again, Eric. I, I would say that I, and especially since Rosamund Pike is and not just because she's in this, but if you watch uh gone girl, yeah, this is like a funnier version of uh, not not the not the wife died and did she die? It, not like that, but the fact that like Gone Girls has all these characters and you don't really like any of them, but it's really interesting to see how all those characters do the things that they do. This is really similar to that, but it's like a funner version of that. If that makes any sense, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I honestly I can't wait to get into spoilers on this because the colder you go into this movie, the better. And you might hate, you might be like me and hate it in the first ten minutes. Just stick, just stick with it. Just kind of know it. If you can understand what it is and get on its wavelength, I think you're gonna have a good time. And also still be screaming at the screen, <laughs> screaming yes. at the characters. I'm gonna murder them all. But this is a really great movie. I think I will spoil something. I want you guys to chime in on this. I think this movie has one of the best "What the f is going on?" showdowns I've ever seen in movies. <laughs> like what do you guys think of that uh without giving too much away were you blown away I can, with that? I, ex- I, I can actually think of a couple of them so i'm not sure which one you're talking about but we we, we can get into that later maybe okay yeah we'll get but, into that yeah, Bruce, yeah. It, it definitely has at least a couple of those <laughs> and whatever one you're talking about i'm sure i will say yes that also is one bruce what you, i'm thinking of the out of the elements situation oh okay. the elements yeah yeah, there's yeah, I would, I would agree with Eric on that. There's a couple of really good ones. I would say where I fully bought into the vibe because at first, another kid when Peter Dinklage's character gets introduced, I'm like, wow, he sure really is over the top kind of in this movie because I was still kind of in realism land. But <laughs> when you kind of understand what he's doing and you understand like, oh, this whole movie is going to go a little more that direction, then I I was on board. But I was gonna say I fully got on board at a moment. I'm not gonna describe what happens at a moment where some people that aren't supposed to be in the nursing home are in the nursing home and something, a, a certain confrontation happens in there. And I was like, okay, this movie's awesome. And it's crazy. <laughs> and it's much different than I thought it was. Yeah. It's this movie. And the other week, the other a couple weeks ago, we were talking about a movie and I forgot which one it was that I was saying, like, I wish they had chewed the scenery more or like really relished the roles a little bit more. That is not a problem with this movie. Rossum and Pike and Peter Dinklage and to some degree, Diane Weist. Oh, they they are given full reign and they just go for it and it's glorious to watch. Yeah. 
It's not a complaint. I, I just wish there was even more Diane Weiss. I could have I could have yes. watched an entirely different movie of her in the facility. I could But there's that. a scene with her in the middle of it with Rosamund Pike where Diane Weiss just gives her a look and says a couple of things and I'm yes. like, Oh yes. shit, that is <laughs> delicious <laughs> now that i know exactly what point you're talking about <laughs> yeah is great. yeah and then, you know even even a supporting role i love that character actor chris messina okay he plays the the lawyer the the slimy mm-hmm. lawyer who comes in and, <laughs> and his, you're right eric there are some really great showdowns in this movie and it's actually worth do you guys agree it's it's worth a rewatch as far as value added it's just entertaining so, so yes yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's definitely going to be people that hate this, but I, it's worth the gamble. So yeah. you know, some movies you just got to roll the dice on and just. But uh, now, again, I, I I mentioned this already, and I'll mention it again. Go a little past, get at least like twenty minutes, half hour into it, and then like if you see, and if you're not into it, then you might want to bail from there, but you you have to leave your morals at the door and just kind of that that this movie you, you just got to play with this movie that that's what it is and yeah. this movie's fun but it's weird to call it fun because it's so <laughs> morally reprehensible a lot of yes. it is but uh yeah I, can i, I make know, an there's... early an early finder film nomination for this movie to go along with yeah. that yeah yes best use of a vape pen <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My gosh, we just we just did our Jacques Jacques Tourneur. Thank you, Bruce Perky. Our Jacques Tourneur spotlight with, with the smoking of Out of the Past. This is toward, totally noir with a vape pen, right? <laughs> yeah. She's so awesome, Rosamund Pike vape pen. Oh, that's just gold. Yeah, I I completely almost Great forgot job. about this. Great job, Bruce, on the vape pen. This yeah. this is a movie Brian De Palma should have directed. Oh. I, yeah, I hate this to say movie it. has this movie has like Brian De Palma's fingerprints all over it, and I don't think he had anything to do with it. But like, yeah. this, this could have easily been a story that Brian De Palma directed, written and directed by Jake Blakeson. Jay Blakeson, really well done, really slick movie, and I, I don't mean that in a pejorative. It's just such an entertainment. There are going to be moments when I can, I'm, I, okay, I. There are going to be moments when I'm just going to go on my, on my iPad and just press I care a lot and just scrub to certain scenes and just to watch it. And it's just going to be fun, right? Like a, a, a mini Martin a gas station scene doesn't have yeah. to be there. And it's fucking awesome. Yes. Get the milk carton. <laughs> oh, oh. And there there oh. are some value added scenes too. Medically, folks, I'm not going to say anything else. If something happens to you, you might you might reference I care a lot as far as regarding medical tips and we're not going to go any further than that i care a lot february 19th netflix strong recommendation from i'm assuming all of us do anything else to wrap up this i care a lot or are we all good bruce yes uh, i would strongly recommend it i'm going to give you a value added pairing for this and that would be right now on hulu you can also watch framing britney spears Hmm. put them together and you'll have a great little combo Okay, framing seems Britney. weird, but one's all about a conservatorship that's against her will, and it's a really great little thing. Okay, very, and that's literally what you did, right? Did you yeah. just hop? Oh, okay, very cool. Are you going to see Framing Britney? <laughs> Look Spears at one Eric; he's like looking confused. Eric, Eric Holmes, it's been the talk of the town. That's old people. Well, it's old people. Talk. It's been the talk of the town. You haven't uh, you've heard the, all the stuff about Britney Spears, the framing stuff. 
Have you? I, I I don't know what they framed her for, but I I was going to pair this with Raising Kane, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, Eric Holmes, Brittany, I'm sorry. Britney Britney Spears might be a good one too. Eric Holmes is trying to wine and dine me for this podcast episode. <laughs> he knows Raising Kane is my favorite Brian De Palma film. And listeners, if you just heard that, yes, I just said that. That just means I'm a negligent human being when it comes to Brian De Palma. That I love Raising Kane, but. Eric, I'm gonna have to. I'm, I'm gonna have to z- disagree with you. You can re- you can literally pair Brian De Palma's Raising Cane with any movie under the sun because it would still be perfect. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know why you're disagreeing. I agree with that. <laughs> but we, of of course, because he he still values self respect. Crickets from Bruce Perky. Now we're we're done with. I would I, just oh. say you should split screen it with another movie. Is what I would say you do. Right <laughs> oh yeah, split okay. diopter it with uh with Raising Cane real close, <laughs> and I care a lot real far back with the split diopter. Yes, yes. I Rosamund Pike, please, if you're listening to this, hopefully you're listening to this. Can you can you just call Brian De Palma and say that you you, you want to work with him because you guys would be a great pair together. Yes, and bring Diane Weist and Peter Dinklage along as well. From I Care A Lot. Love this movie. Now we're done with that. We're now starting our movie Rewind. Eric Holmes, before we started recording, said he had... Bruce, would you have some rewinds as well? You have a couple rewinds? Uh, I can just say mine really quick. I watched Onward 2. Everything that Eric said is right. It's really good. Watch Onward. It's on Disney Plus. If you Wait haven't watched second. it, why I thought not? you said my. I thought I thought you got that recommendation from my niece Claire, who was who was really yeah. Happy. Your niece Claire was totally right. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Did you did you get emotional? Did you have the pants thing? Did you like the whole thing with the dragon and the the staff and the magic and the? Could you relate? It was really good, and it's one of those movies where the first half you're like, yeah, it's good, you know, whatever, it's it's fun, but it definitely starts adding the layers on, and it it works really well by the end and um i would say the uh the emotional you know fulfillment of that movie is done beautifully in a way that you're not quite expecting and it's 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 great and yeah you get a little bit emotional if you're you're her dad uh, it's a little hard not to you know yeah there's some, there's some dad stuff in there so yes yeah. some very really good dad pixar's that really pixar's the hell out of the movie at the end <laughs> Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, it does. But like Bruce said, it does it in a different way. And again, it could have been such a really just overly sugary movie and it wasn't. And thank goodness. Good job, Eric Holmes. And good job, Movie Bears Podcast. That's where, where Eric Holmes got the movie tip. Okay, so that is Bruce Perky's Rewind. It's Onward, Eric Holmes. You have a slew of movie rewinds. What you got? Uh, I, I guess I just got the one, but the uh, I watched the Malcolm and Marie Oh, and okay. I really, I really like this one a lot. The, okay. So we talked about uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom and One Night in Miami. This is another movie of people in a room talking. And uh, I believe Bruce was talking about how they're not really having a conversation. They're they're volleying monologues back and forth. But it kind of this kind of worked for me. One of the uh, one of the things I really liked about it was uh, John David. Uh, Washington's character Malcolm, he just doesn't get it. Like, <laughs> like I hear him talking, and I'm like, dude, like, like you, you just you just don't get it. You're like, everything's going right above your head, and he like he's going at uh, uh, Zendaya's Marie, just like talking shit on her. It's like, dude, she she just made you macaroni and cheese after oh, no. <laughs> Malcolm Roney and Murray cheese. <laughs> there you, go. you just made her. She, uh, she just made you Malcolm Roney and Murray cheese. <laughs> and, uh, and you're, you're talking shit on her. 
when she's angry that you didn't thank her at, at, at the uh, at the end of the premiere. And now, I I would see that. Oh yeah, you're right. I'm I'm sorry. I'm I you know I I I wasn't thinking blah blah. Like there's there's certain times when you do something and you fuck up, and we all do it. But then when you fuck up, you need to address that and say, oh, I'm I'm sorry. I didn't think of that. Or yeah, I know that it you know apologize. That's all you need to do. That's all he needed to do. But he was just, uh, he does the thing that a lot of people do was, uh, well, I need to figure out how I'm right about this. Mm-hmm. And so by doing that, I need to tell you how you're wrong about things that have nothing to do with what this conversation is. And and then, so it just kind of goes back and forth with that. And uh, I, I, you know, even though the uh, the monologues back and forth, you know, they're they're a bit long winded, but the, this kind of worked for me. And I think there's a lot of people that are a lot like Malcolm. They could probably watch this and uh, you know, kind of almost like looking into a mirror. It's like, dude, you're Malcolm. Don't be Malcolm. Like, grow past that. And you know, spoiler alert. I think Malcolm did maybe. And sure, Marie's got her issues too. But I, yeah. It, this was good. This was a good movie. And I think the characters have flaws in them that a lot of us do. And a lot of us can see this and see our own flaws within it. And maybe if you're looking at it in a certain way, maybe you can learn something from it and better yourself as a result. That's what I I got from this. What I think about it, what's interesting about Malcolm is he's a very talented filmmaker, storyteller, right? And he, the, the gist of the movie is he comes off as saying that, believing that Marie is better off because she's with him. So she should be the one who's giving him the Mac and cheese, pretty much kissing his feet. And what I think Sam Levinson and they do correctly is you ultimately realize Malcolm is really codependent on Marie. And well, they, that's they, the, the yeah, key. They, they, they both are they're, they're, like, yeah. they both depend on each other. And for sure, like, like Malcolm's definitely helped, you know, um, you know, this is all tell, don't show. So you, we never see any of this. We just hear him talking about it. But Malcolm's definitely helped Marie out in the past. And sure. he's helped her a lot. But that doesn't mean you get to treat someone like dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. It's like, I, I, I helped you. And if the reason you help someone is so you can get one up on them and then become their master, well, then fuck you. You're not a good person. Uh, if you're helping them up because you love them and you want to see them succeed and bring them up, that's what altruism is. And, um, you know, I, I think, uh, I think that, uh, that sort of back and forth about what that, what, what that's about. I think this movie does it pretty well. Okay. And then I've, I, I've heard other reviews on this. I haven't heard much of that. I don't think a lot of people got that from this movie, but that's what I got. I think a lot of people seem to focus on the uh, Malcolm shitting on film reviewers. I guess. Well, I mean, it got, yeah. It got, yeah, they they focus on that, and they focus on the the age difference, the twelve year age difference, and a lot of people thought it's a vanity project with Levinson working with uh, with Zendaya previously in Euphoria, and but you know. It, that's the idea. This movie is one of the themes about this movie is vanity, right? And ego. So I, I don't know. I, yeah. I ended up really, I remember Bruce, you liked, you ended up liking this movie at the very least. Right. And you would recommend this movie as well, Bruce. Okay, yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. So to, uh, I recommend I it. That, I think that I was going to say, I think what Eric is saying is actually the true point. And I think what you're saying, uh, Greg, is correct too, that people are missing the true point. The true point is people create all of this noise in an argument to either defend themselves or to deflect their own like guilt or their own like complicity in the problem. When honestly, it would just take a small thing to like, just apologize and solve the problem. And it's, it's kind of, it's really wise in that way. It's very noisy to get to that point. But I think that's kind of the point too, is like how many hoops people try to, to, to jump through to not just say, I'm sorry, or to not just give the person that one little thing that they need. And I think that's kind of where it's at. So it's good. Uh, I think the most important thing though, guys, before we get to your next rewind, oh, you, are you done with rewinds, Eric, actually? Uh, yeah, I got three other movies, but I don't think any of them are rewinds. So, okay. Very good. cool. Very cool. Most important question, guys on your Mac and cheese. Do you like it nice and smooth? Just the Mac and the cheese, or do you like a little crumble on top? What's the real deal guys? Come on. I'm a crumble guy. I can go either way. Oh, come on. <laughs> that's what that's so. Wow. I, 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 I'm a, I'm a cook. So I always try different things with different, uh, okay. different flavors with different dishes. So. Fair enough. It, 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 it's like asking a painter, what's your favorite color? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. I like the crumble, Bruce. What do you, what do you say? Um, I like it either plain or baked is really good. Like mm. Baked mac and cheese. Or if you really want to get fancy, uh, deep fried mac and cheese. Never had that. Have you ever had deep fried mac and cheese, Eric Holmes? Yeah, the little, uh, the, the usually do them in a little triangle, like breaded in triangles. Is that what you're talking about? I'll give you the tip. You get some mac and cheese, you cook it up. You freeze it. Yeah. You scoop it and roll it in some panko. Fry it. Bam. Wow. <laughs> okay. All right. That hey, is Greg. We're also Greg. a cooking show, folks. Yes? Yes. I, t- yes I take back what I said earlier. Bruce told me my favorite version of mac and cheese. <laughs> yes. Fried mac and cheese. Yes. Yes. Also, if you rate and review our podcast, Bruce is also going to give away his recipes to <laughs> mac and cheeses. Cheesies. Okay. So. That's going to be our, our next giveaway, a more of a culinary step. Now, we're going to move your recommendations now. Bruce Perky, what is your first recommendation of the week? All right. My first recommendation is from Shudder. Yes. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> back, baby. <laughs> All right. I had several things to choose from this week, but uh, I decided to choose one from Shudder because I think this is the most unusual and probably less least heard of of the ones I could have brought. This is from 1972. It is called Female Prisoner Number 701 colon Scorpion. It's directed by Shunya Ito. It's available on Shutter. It's also on Arrow, which has their own channel now, AMC Plus, DirecTV. So you can get it other places. You can probably rent it too. The main actress is Mieko Kaji. She also is well known as Lady Snowblood. This is like a year before she did Lady Snowblood. Okay. She plays Matsu. She also, I didn't know this. She sings the song called Flower of Carnage that is on the Kill Bill soundtrack when they're having their duel in the snow. Part of that is partly her. Anyway. That's amazing. Thank you for that. Yeah. Lady Snowblood. What what a, such a great film. Yeah. So this isn't up to the level of Lady Snowblood. This is much more sexploitation-y, but Mm. so it's a women, it's a 1960, 72 women in prison movies. So, you know, you're going to have some of that. But when it gets down to it, it's got some amazing, insane, crazy style. 
and she's pretty kick-ass when she gets to revenge mode. I would say this is definitely for people who want to go down that kind of more weird road. It's not for everybody, for sure. But if you get into it, some of the stylization in here is incredible. And he does some very weird things the director does with color. Like he'll have a a scene shot from below a clear floor, looking up at your characters during one scene, and then the color will change to change with the mood. It almost is comic book style, but in seventy one, it's it's seventy two. It's it's really really strange and weird. To some degrees, I would say it's not as cartoonish, but it has some comparisons to um oh what's the uh, Ricky O story of Ricky? Oh right, right. It's not as garish, but it's almost as ridiculous in some ways so if you're into really weird exploitation movies early 70s and japanese this is something you might want to check out and there's a whole series of them i guess i haven't seen all of them at all this is the first one uh i saw a couple stills from it and they were pretty cool and when it gets weird it gets cool weird and when it gets exploitationy it gets very sexploitationy i wish it was less of that and a little more of the weird but it makes up enough for it to, to be worth it for me. Female Prisoner number 701, Scorpion, 1972. That Bruce, are you going to watch Female Prisoner, Scorpion, Jailhouse 41, and Female Prisoner, Scorpion, Beast, Stable, released in 1973? Are you excited for those movies? I, I might give them a try. I, they're all on Shudder. So oh, if you want to okay. watch the whole series, you can. I would say if you dip into this, it's worth... I mean, I'm kind of curious to see what happens to her next because uh, it leaves in a pretty good, pretty good spot. So... Uh, yeah. Has your appetite been wetted? Oh, yuck. Wetted? <laughs> I'm sorry. Eric Holmes, you excited about this? Are you going to be female? Are you going to watch Female Prisoner 701? Scorpion? Eric Holmes? Oh, oh yes. My appetite is definitely wetted. Wetted. <laughs> Sounds interesting. Sounds interesting. I'm, I'm down with that. I, I, and, and especially since you're, you're a QT fan, you love Lady Snowblood, of course, right? So you're, 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 yeah, we're all huge Lady Snowblood fans. So, very cool. That is, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna probably check it out on on Shutter because I, I'm a recent convert to Shutter. I have actually haven't used the service. I'm sorry, Bruce, for the last month. I've just been too busy doing our stuff. I'm gonna get to it. I promise, Bruce. Eric Holmes, what's your, what's your uh, recommendation? First recommendation. All right, uh, my first recommendation is, uh, you know, our, uh, we we have many friends of the podcast, and one of our friends is Andrew Martin, who, by the way, as we record this the other day, he released a new podcast episode of Andrew Watches Movies. Mm. So when they come out anymore, I don't know about you guys, I figure you feel the same way. For me, it's an event. <laughs> so anytime an event. Andrew watches, every time an Andrew Watches Movies episode come out, I'm like... Stick it in my arms, man. I can't wait. But uh, uh, Andrew hit me up and said, dude, you got to watch the 40-year-old version. And I told him I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do Dude, that title, that title is so terrible. Like oh, I, I, I thought it was a, oh, get it, 40-year-old version, but this is a 40-year-old version. I'm like, oh, no. Like it, If your title is that bad, I can only imagine how terrible the writing and the script is. But uh, Andrew kept, and it's like, no, I, 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 I'm telling you, you got to watch the movie. You got to watch the movie. And then he came out, and then he came out with this new episode of Andrew Watches Movies and I listened to it. And then I hit Andrew up again, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch the 40 year old version. And it's only because we got a new episode of Andrew Watches Movies. Had we not got this, I, I would have just never watched this movie ever. 
and then I watched it, and this movie's pretty good. <laughs> My buddy uh, Anderson loves this movie too, if I recall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's written it's written and directed by uh, Rada Blank, um, starring Rada Blank as Rada, 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 something like that. And she's uh, just a, a old, old forty year old. This is the forty year old version of herself. Um, okay. She's a teacher. And she kind of, uh, she used to be a playwright. She got a lot of, you know, thumbs up and a lot of acclaim for her playwriting in the past and then never did anything for it, never did anything with it. And then she becomes a school teacher and she thinks she wants to be a rapper and she's decent at that. In fact, I mean, quite honestly, not many people in this movie are really good at rapping. I would know. I won a rap battle once. So I, I'm speaking real. Really? Wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but uh, but uh, cool. yeah, the it, it, it's more of the uh, what, what do you call it? The uh, what, what do they call that when they do the beat poetry? Spoken it's word. More, like it's spoken what? Beat? Yeah, but it's but it's it's rhyming, so it's kind okay. of rap adjacent, but it's okay. more beat poetry. And yeah, I, that that stuff just uh, <laughs> real eyes, real eyes realize like <laughs> <laughs> very good that and now we know why you won the rap battle eric i'm not joking that was very good i i i, I stole that from another beat poet but it, okay. it, it, it's <laughs> okay um, but uh you're so a anyway you're a rap battle pilferer that's what you are eric holmes so not good. not on the rap battle i won that was all original <laughs> I punch you in the eye. I punch you in the eye. You think you're gonna die when I punch you? <laughs> Very. I punch you in the eye. <laughs> I'm not gonna try it. So you got keep on going. So you um, ended up. What did you like about this? There's not really good. You're not. You're not a spoken that, word. That that's not your thing. Or uh, well, no. So that so basically, you just got you to see her kind of figure out what she wants to do with her life. It's one of those type of movies. Uh, life's passing me by. I got to do this thing I'm passionate about, and that's what she does. Like the uh, Brittany runs a marathon. It, it's got similar flavors mm. to that. Um, uh, Andrew mentioned hearts beat loud, and I could kind of, I could kind of see that with this. But uh, it, it has a little twist to it, though, because she's uh, she tries to do the rap thing, doesn't work out, and then she tries to go back to the playwright thing, which she was great at, and uh, you know she's kind of selling out a little bit. And this goes back to actually the Malcolm and Marie, because one of the one of the issues in Malcolm and Marie was, oh, just because I'm a black man means that everything I do has to fall into this. Sure. Maybe I maybe I just want to do a, a silly movie. Maybe I just want to do something fun, tell a fun story. It didn't all have to be political. And she's, you know, Rada is being pushed to do a play, but like, let's do something about what it's like being a a, a black woman coming up in Harlem, you know, and I mean that's definitely part of her experience. But just because that's your experience, that doesn't mean that's all you want to talk about. And then they're kind of pushing her to even do that in such a way that uh, you know, do the uh, sort of not not white savior, but kind of something similar to that. And so she's kind of. Uh, she finally gets a chance to come up, but she has to do it in such a way that she's not kind of proud of. But I, I'm probably saying too much of the plot at this point, but uh, this is a really good movie. It goes a little long, I think. You know, the, Overrated? Because it's, uh, it's getting a lot of good 
buzz, I guess. No, no, no. Okay. This is this is definitely a good movie. It, I I would even say great movie, and the characters are fantastic. It's just a little long, is all. But you know, if you like the characters, longer the better, usually. So th- this could be something that uh, you could uh, you know do the Lebowski thing where you like the characters and you just like being with them for a while. So maybe watch this again and again, and specifically the guy that plays a homeless guy. I want him to be my best friend. <laughs> I I want to I want to hug Rada and always be with her. Like I, these are great characters. Uh, the story is not anything new, but it works for for the characters, and I would definitely recommend it. In spite of the fact that it has the worst title, <laughs> not the worst, title. not the worst title. That's Winner's Bone. But this title is pretty terrible. <laughs> That's but if you it, shout out to Winner's Bone, man, <laughs> dude, Winner's Bone is a great movie. That title sucks, and so does Forty Year Old Version. That title also sucks, but the movie itself is really good and definitely okay. give it a shot. The Forty Year Old Version, it's currently streaming on Netflix. One little thing about Andrew watches movies. One thing, even though I've been a podcaster at least for like five, six years, one thing that Andrew. Martin does, and this is probably why, Eric Holmes, you were waiting on bated breath for another episode of Andrew Watches Movies, is Andrew Martin has this weird facility, this really innate facility of bringing his own personal life into his reviews for movies. And I, that's something I've, I can't, I literally don't have the talent to do. It just comes out naturally for him. And I love how he mixes his life with a life in cinema as well. I really love that. I, I don't do it. We don't do it for Find Your Film. Mm-mm. We're like cast members from a Law & Order episode. It's the, <laughs> the star is the actual case or the movies, right, Bruce? That's one of the reasons why Andrew's so good at what he does, right? Yeah, so. yeah. That, there's that level of kind of confessional. He goes in and out of how far he goes into that, but no matter what, he's always relating it to like what's actually happening in his life. And that's why when he disappears for a while, it's like he pops up. It's like, oh, oh. Oh, he's he's back in the light. Here he is, <laughs> Andrew. Back. Andrew, I, Andrew, uh, would, Andrew. Yeah, yes, uh, Eric. I yeah. would say anyone listening, and I'm guessing most people listening now already listen to Andrew watches movies or listens to Andrew watches movies. But if you don't, just subscribe, and you might not hear from him from a couple, for a couple months. But when that notification comes up and you see Andrew watches movies has a new episode you know it's going to be a fantastic day. Maybe not Damn. for him, depending on what he's got talking about that particular episode. But uh, yeah, anytime, anytime he has a new, uh, like I said, it's an event for me. So anytime he has a new episode, I'm giddy as hell. And it's an event for me. And honest, also on a very uh, real and selfish note, he's also a very good egg. So Andrew watches movies, subscribe to him, listen to him. It's very personal. And if you can't deal with all that personal stuff, when then uh, I was going to say the nephew. That's I'm not going to say the nephew because we're trying to get as many listeners as possible. Oh, Eric Holmes endorses me saying F you. Yeah, F you if you don't like Andrew watches movies and F you if you don't love Find Your Film because we give a lot of stuff, don't we, Bruce? Did I go too far, Bruce Perky? You didn't even say the word fuck. How far could you have gone? <laughs> okay, you're right. How far could I go? Bruce Perky, how far could you go for your next recommendation? Uh, well, <laughs> I've gone a couple years waiting for this movie. Uh, Saint Maud. You know, I'm going to talk about Saint Maud. Okay. So this was supposed to come out uh, last spring, I think. In fact, to the point that I ordered the special edition of Midsummer, and they sent this little card to promote St. Mata. You can't see it very well, but it's oh, got her, see it. yeah, her cool. laying on the ground in one of her ecstatic moments. It's finally kind of available for people now to get. 
I had to do the seven day trial of epics, <laughs> which I'm probably not going to keep because I have too many streaming services already, <laughs> but uh, it's on epics or direct TV. So if you don't have those, you might have to jump through a couple hoops to get it. Hopefully it'll be available to rent soon as well. But for now, that's the only ways that I could find that you could get it. But St. Maud. So I was, it's directed by Rose Glass. Maud is played by Morphid Clark. She is excellent in this movie. And the main other person in this is Amanda, played by Jennifer L. I think she's an amazing, by the way. Okay, I'm sorry, Bruce. That's fine. Jennifer L. is, I think, such an underused actor. She's 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 an amazing actress. She's so good. Anyways, yeah, sorry. So this movie, I think a lot of people are going to think like, okay, this is, uh, and it, it is to some degree, A24, slow burn, you know, understated, true. But the impression I had was wrong. And I think a lot of people have the impression this is a possession movie or a demonic movie or something like that. It is not that at all. Basic concept, Mod somewhere in the recent past had a uh, some kind of a, a disaster at her work as a nurse. So she is not a nurse anymore. Now she's just a... She's kind of restarting her life again as like a a home care nurse, you know, on an individual basis. And sometime in the interim between that bad event and her current event, she is converted, fully converted, devout, Christian to the core, but she's new to it. So she doesn't really know, she doesn't have, she's not steeped in a lifetime of it. So she is looking for her cause. She's looking for her, her, her mission. Like, what does God want from me? She's very, very devout, but she wants to know what her mission is. She is going to care for Jennifer L's character, which is Amanda, who is basically at home care from terminal cancer. So, you know, she's going to die somewhat soon. She needs someone to take care of her at home. And her character, Amanda, is not devout. She's not a Christian. She's a, a ex-choreographer dancer. She had a very active creative life. And now she's kind of stuck in the situation. And um, it's a very interesting movie. I think it's very interesting, especially because as you might guess, Maude thinks, well, this is my, this is my cause. I need to convert this woman before she dies. She needs to find the answer. And Maude is kind of making it up as she goes. She's not, she doesn't have a guide in this. So she just kind of learns how to be a saint, I guess you'd say. That's what she's trying to thinking of herself. You know, she's, she has little lines like um, she's out on the town one night and she's very, very, very withdrawn, quiet person. And, and uh, a homeless guy is on the street there and he's asking for money and people are not giving him anything. And she gives him a little bit of money and he says, oh, thank you. Thank you. And she goes, well, God bless you. And may your suffering not be in vain, which is kind of an odd thing to say. But you, as it goes along, you kind of discover that she has reasons to say that. I would say, and this is how I'm going to compare this. People compared it to things like May and Frailty, if you know those movies a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I compare this movie to Repulsion. If you've seen Repulsion, and if the main character in Repulsion was a devout Christian... I think you'll get a real strong feeling of kind of the vibe of this movie, whether it pays off for you or not is kind of whether you're in for the feel of this movie. I loved, it takes a turn about the halfway point, the relationship between Amanda and Maude changes. And it's kind of an inciting event for the second half of the movie, which I think really, to me, really drives the dramatic tension forward. And there's a final moment. And when I say moment, I think I said this to somebody else recently, I'm talking like, one or two frames of film, 
the final one or two frames of film of this movie are like, to me, it not only nails the landing, it just punches the landing. I, I was all there for it. So I, I would highly recommend this to people who can get into that vibe, go into it, knowing what you're getting. If you're kind of into a 24 stuff anyway, you'll probably already be kind of susceptible to giving this a try, you know? Well, look, it- with the turn that it takes, do you think there's some people who are expecting a certain, maybe a, a religious or spiritual, spiritual transport of film, and then it takes that turn and they go, oh, whoa, I was not, I did not sign up for this. Do you think it'll shake them that way? Or do you think the tone will, it, yeah, it won't uh, alienate that, people that way? I think at that point, if you're on board, you'll probably stay on board. I think that, I think the bigger problem with this movie is some people are going to go in looking for a possession demonic kind of movie and be like highly disappointed this is much more of a character piece like i said repulsion i even compare it slightly to taxi driver i know that's a really weird thing to compare it to but somebody look at this way taxi driver highly highly um unable to kind of deal with people in a socially unawkward way he's very socially awkward he has a cause he doesn't act out ob- obviously in the most healthy ways i guess that applies to her as well that's i'm so you know i'm so excited to see this movie now saint mod streaming on like you said epics you have to actually have a subscription epics or direct tv yeah Okay, <laughs> that's all you got, man. I'm sorry, that's the worst. I feel I, like I would this... usually jump through that hoop, but I've been waiting for this long enough that I jumped through that hoop. I mean, you know, take that I with feel a grain of salt. I feel this is an Eric Holmes movie too, just because of some of the subject matter as well. This might be something that yeah, Eric like Holmes it, but... did. So, well, so you... did Wolf Walkers, and they still can't see that because it's on the. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> just let just let people rent it on YouTube. It's not that hard. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm guessing that after a little while, it might be available for a video on demand rental. I'm hoping that's the case because I think more people should see this. Yeah. Two years from now, Bruce Berkey, when we're still doing Find Your Film and we have a million subscribers, the big twist, I don't know if it's going to be as good as St. Maude, is Eric Holmes is actually a, a one of the big top bigwigs of YouTube. And for the last three years, just for <laughs> kicks, he's been screwing with our algorithms on our respective channels. I'm calling it right Ew. now. Man, pipe down there, Greg. I'm trying to sell some YouTube <laughs> rental. See, <laughs> wait a second. That sounded more like David Lynch. <laughs> it sounded it sounded interesting. Eric Holmes, aka YouTube future YouTube CEO. Do you have one more recommendation, or he tapped out? What do you got? I got I got I got two of them, but I, I I'll do one of them, and I'll save the other one for next week. We'll we'll go ahead and talk about the uh, new one, the new Nicolas Cage movie, Willie's Wonderland. Mm. It's uh. Written by G.O. Parsons, directed by Kevin Lewis, starring Nicolas Cage as the janitor. Emily Tosa is Liv. This is pretty much, uh, if you're familiar with Five Nights at Freddy's, this is kind of that minus the dread. <laughs> that this this movie's kind of uh, if this was if I saw this movie three years ago, I would have thought it was pretty fun, pretty cool. But in a world where Uncle Peckerhead and Psycho Goreman exists, this movie doesn't quite hold up. Ooh, it's still, okay. It, okay. It, it's still, you know, it still has its charms. Well, first of all, the uh, action scenes are like the quick cut shaky cam, which, dude, if you want to get on my bad side, put a bunch of shaky cam quick cuts in. I don't buy the, uh, I don't buy the uh, limited budget because again, we're living in a world where where Uncle Peckerhead exists. No budget, 
that's the movie they made and was fantastic. Psycho Goreman, no budget. That's the movie they made and was awesome. So the the low budget argument holds no water with me anymore, especially with something like this. And it's it's you know it's kind of uh, kind of doesn't take itself too seriously. Kind of does the hard boiled dialogue like, but the yeah. Yeah, I I, I yeah. can kind of I can kind of recommend this as a get drunk with your friends and laugh at it sort of thing, but Ooh, that's but like this is not even passable. It's almost it's passable at best, right? I I, I mean I, I'm I'm not I, I wasn't watching it. I wasn't bored. I didn't hate it, but it, it I I I say it again. I have to blame Psycho Gorman and Uncle Peckerhead. They have now set the bar for this type of movie. And if you can't meet that bar or clear it, just don't even bother. I apologize to you, Eric Holmes and Bruce Perky. I have about five or six emails from Willie's Wonderland. I just <laughs> opened them up right now. Yeah. Last one oh. being as of recently as eight days ago. We could have gotten screeners and we could have talked about it. I apologize. No, yeah, it's fine. And you know, I'm, I'm sure they worked hard on it. So I'm I'm not worried about like uh renting it. But uh uh Nicholas Cage is in this. He says he had I I don't think he has any lines in this. What? He didn't say any. He didn't That's say any. Misusing your cage. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he plays uh he drinks uh energy drinks a lot. Like he'll be he'll be sitting there playing a, a pinball machine and then his watch goes off and looks at his watch, drinks an energy drink, and then goes kills the five nights at Freddy's animatronic animals. Um yeah, it, I mean it, it it's fine and you know, just uh, don't take this too seriously. Don't expect much, and you'll have fun with it. But overall, not great. And yeah, um, blame Psycho Gorman and Uncle Peckerhead. They okay. fucked this movie. <laughs> Willie's Wonderland. Okay, Eric Holmes, this is a this is a hard test for you. Willie, which is better, Willie's Wonder- Wonderland or Primal, the one with the with a lion or the animal, which is better? Primal. Oh, you never saw that. How about I'm trying um, to figure what that one is? is color out of space. Color out of spaces. Oh yeah, it's yeah. We love yeah. Color, this. Yeah, so that, color out of space. That's good, better. right? Yeah. Color out of space better. Yeah. Oh yeah, by by a lot. Okay. Uh, how- see, so some like color out of space and even Mandy, like they're 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 trying to do. They have something to say. They there's when they wrote the script or when they started shooting the movie, they had a point of view. This was. Uh, Hey, we got we got a couple bucks. Let's shoot a movie with Nicolas Cage and you know, kind of do the Five Nights at Freddy's thing. But the thing is, I I haven't played Five Nights at Freddy's, but I've seen like uh, I've seen bits of it like played online, and that that game is pretty creepy. And this movie doesn't have that creep factor. It's just haha, I get it, animatronic animals killing people, and and the action scenes are just poorly done. And mm, okay, I, okay, I, I'm actually. But look, when when I saw this movie, I didn't hate it. But the more I'm talking about it, the more I'm thinking yeah. about it. It was like, you know, I'm talking myself out of this movie. <laughs> Can I give you a value-added um, alternative that, that I watched this week? It's What's on that? YouTube. It's free on YouTube. <laughs> okay. I'm it's, listening. Less than, it's less than 90 <laughs> minutes. It's a documentary called Rock of Fire Explosion. It's about the original animatronic band okay for chuck e cheese's the showbiz pizza place guys yeah yeah you can watch that for free and it's all about the people who are obsessed with it who have actually acquired these robots and put them into their own houses and created the whole thing for themselves 
Why would you do this? <laughs> wow. Okay. So that is Willie's Wonderland. That has no. That basically, this is not a recommend. This is not a recommend. Eric Holmes. Yeah, again, if you got some friends and you get drunk, you can have some fun with it. But this is not the. Uh, you figure. Uh, Nicholas Cage doing a Five Nights at Freddy's beating up showbiz pizza or Chuck E. Cheese characters. You would think it'd be a lot more fun than it is, and it's kind of... This is a movie that uh, is a, air quote, so bad it's good movie, but for me it's so bad it's kind of mediocre. <laughs> so. Oh, okay. Future filmmakers, if you're going to have Cage in your movie, he has to talk. Half of his appeal is being crazy and talking. You yeah. can't have him not talk. Yep. Well, yeah. if you guys want, okay, <laughs> listeners, if if you want to find a really awesome movie, an awesome Nicolas Cage movie, which is completely underrated and under the radar, 2018 film, Looking Glass, quote, a couple by a desert motel where they find that strange, mysterious events occur. Nick, we're talking about creepy stuff. He is very good in this movie. You mm. Endorsement from him? Yes. 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 Have yeah, you seen it? And, and Looking was, Glass? Was that, be, that, that was based on uh, the documentary? About it's, the guy up in uh, Love oh, the Col- Voyeur, yes, Voyeur? yes, the Voyeur, yeah, yeah. yes, I, yes. I, I don't know if it was based on it, but it, like the the Nicolas Cage movie is very similar to what he was going. It was like a thriller version of. Well, yeah. actually, Voyeur was also a thriller version <laughs> of what actually happened. So, yes, I love that Nicolas Cage film. And uh, listeners, if I wasn't if I wasn't raised by a loving family, I would probably want be one of the seedy characters who inhabit that 2018 film what I love called Looking Glass. I'm not going to see Willy's Wonderland. You know what? I, I actually had a recommendation this week, but we're going to go straight to Bruce Perky's What's in the Box. Bruce Perky and I, we're going to talk next episode about that Joseph H. Lewis movie, Invisible Ghost. But 15 seconds, Bruce Perky, was it, was it, uh, would you recommend Invisible Ghost, uh, to Joseph H. Lewis, to people free on YouTube? Would you recommend it? Yes. Yes. I would recommend Invisible Ghost, especially if you like the old school, uh, you know, Bella Gosi and uh, yeah, oh yeah, there's some good stuff in there. <laughs> 63 minutes. Now, what is what's in the box this week, Bruce Perky? Uh, it was uh, Angie Clark's recommendation, uh, her second one in the box, mm, and that yes. is uh, Jiro Dreams of Sushi, directed by David. Oh boy, did I get it right? David Gelb, I guess it would be from 2011. Uh, this is available in a few places, Hoopla canopy you can rent it for a couple bucks all over the place so it's it's pretty gettable and well i think that eric watched it too so we can probably uh, both uh, hop on on this and greg you have not seen it still right but i'm asian so i guess i get points you just you just automatically know what it's about <laughs> yeah i do <laughs> yeah you know i we just lost our whole asian contingent so i apologize you're not japanese and unless i've missed another half of yeah. you that you haven't eric Holmes, you know yeah eric Holmes, you know what my ethnicity is did, did you know what am I? Thai. Oh, very good. Thai. Thai and Filipino. Very good, Eric Holmes. Okay, so this movie, they say, is a really close to an iconic classic documentary. Do you guys, is it high on your list, Bruce and Eric? To me, it's a solid documentary, but I wanted more from it. And we'll tell you what it is. Basically, it's yeah. Jiro. He is like the king of sushi. He's got the only... or they kind of make it sound like if not the only one of the only three, three Michelin star um, sushi restaurants. And he's like one of those kind of places where it's like, all he does is sushi. He's kind of like soup Nazi, right? He only does sushi, (laughs) nothing but sushi. And that's all he does. You get a reservation a month or two in advance. He's hardcore. He has to have the best of everything. He sends people out. He picks like the one tuna from the whole market. That's the perfect tuna. 
And, uh, you know, people that train underneath him, it might th- take them 10 years before they get to start cutting the fish, that kind of a thing. Wow. Uh, yeah. And he's got both of his sons in there. And the one son sounds like the younger son kind of got immediately got to get his own restaurant. And the older son is still working under him, waiting for him to die, basically. <laughs> and that dynamic is very interesting. But the one thing that kind of, the one negative for me is that I, I feel like everyone holds him in such reverence. And I want to like kind of hear what Eric's take is on it. Everyone holds him in such reverence including it seems like the filmmakers that no one is willing to ask him like follow-up questions. Like here's the perfect example. He talks at one point, he he mentions an almost offhandedly. He says like, yeah, you know, I work so hard. I work from, you know, early in the morning till nine at night. I work so much. I, I went home and my kid would see me when he was a little kid and he'd say, who's that strange guy sleeping on the couch? Because he literally would never see his kids. And I'm like, let's ask a follow-up question about that. <laughs> let's hear yeah. some more about that. You literally never see his wife. This is a male, 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 male movie. Like, can women be sushi masters? You don't see any. That's for damn sure. Uh, There's a lot of questions. There's a lot of things I wanted to get more of, but it kind of was just like, he's an artist. And it was a lot of like food porn, like, look at how beautiful this food is, you know, and how amazing it is. And like, he ta- he shows one thing where he gives the big giant meal and afterwards everyone, he's telling them how awesome he is and they're all ooing and aahing over him. And granted, he probably is awesome, but I want the documentary to be a little more than that. So it was good, but not great. Overpraised documentary, Bruce? Overpraised a little bit? I would say like him, overpraised. Okay, Bruce Perky, Eric Holmes. Do you have a little bit of ginger to clean the palate between between rolls? Well, first of all, I did like the documentary. And I believe uh, Bruce mentioned food porn. And this is definitely that. One, a couple things. One thing that really bugs me is hyperbole over food. Oh, have you tried In-N-Out Burger? Yeah, what was it just like a hamburger? No, not at all like a hamburger. This is made out of magic, out of pixie meat, and it'll just melt in your mouth and you've never tasted I don't know. I've, I've, I've put a meat on bread with cheese and pickles. I'm pretty sure I got an idea of. Wait a what, second. Uh, wait, Eric, fuck, Eric, Eric. Oh, wait, wait. We, I saw you in Los yeah. Angeles, Eric Holmes. Are you yes. telling me? Did, 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 are, is this in and out? Did you eat in and out when you were here in LA? Yes, and it was good. You know what it didn't do? Changed my life. It was a good <laughs> fast food hamburger. Okay. Uh, uh, people talk about pho. It tastes like uh, miso soup with a bunch of stuff in it. You know, it, it's like, and then, oh, no, pho is so much. Oh, it'll change your life. No, it's, and then I tried, um, I tried it, and I'm like, yeah, it tastes, It's it's got that savory taste of miso soup, but it's got, like, meat and, like, a bunch of different vegetables in it. It's just miso soup with grass in it pretty much and it's good it's good but it's not life changing oh you didn't I'm, try the I'm right self, place okay I'm sorry i'm okay, self-combusting here i'm self-combusting hold, hold, hold here. the broth they put I, it overnight I, my friend i i didn't i didn't try the i didn't try the right restaurant what's the right restaurant <laughs> there's oh, no you gotta go to this place I'm okay <laughs> okay i'll go there and then i go to that restaurant now you didn't they're like yeah, this is this is like the last place. No, but you went at noon. You need to go at ten thirty, right before the close, because that's when it really. And and they just keep moving the goalposts sure, and working sure. hyperbole. So that kind of stuff annoys the piss out of me. And that's kind of what they do in this. Because Ooh, okay. let's be honest, 
sushi is rice with fish on it. It's very simple. <laughs> the idea that the idea that you need to work with this guy for 10 years just to have just to be able to have the perfect skills to make rice, that's bullshit. Rice is one of the easiest things on the planet to make. Yeah. Can we give and, the example? He makes the people massage the octopus for 45 minutes at his store. <laughs> Remember that scene? Yeah. And look, yeah. and look, that that probably works. But you know what also probably works? Massaging it for 20 minutes. I'm sure if you do it good. Like the, there's so much food hyperbole in this that I was just like kind of, but then he puts a, he puts a sushi out and it's like, oh, that looks pretty good. Yeah, I'm sure and, it is awesome. I, I mean, by, by, and then, and then also like the, the, um, the idea of, uh, oh, look, it's fish on rice. If it takes you 50 years to perfect it and you still haven't mastered it, you are not a good chef. <laughs> Yeah. You should be able you should be able to perfect this uh, 20 years. You should be you should but but they have this they have this gatekeeping thing like oh you can never be as good as him because again now we're dealing with hyperbole which is unreal which is not a thing. The the idea that he's the only person that can make this food and that's somehow magical or special. Now his his um the way he approaches it is admirable because he wants to be the best at what he does. And I admire that. But the idea that he's the only one that can do that is, I think is kind of gatekeeping creativity. And I absolutely hate that because um, it, mm. it makes people want to do, whether they want to be a cook or a painter or a filmmaker or a writer, whatever it is, when you have this person like, Oh, they've been doing this for 70 years and no one could possibly touch what they do then there's someone else that would be good at doing that. And then they don't want to, because they're like, well, I can never reach that. What's the point in even trying. And that's the danger of when you hyperbolize art forms just in general like that. And that bugged me. But as a uh, documentary, uh, like Bruce said, this is really solid. And I was really hungry. It's really solid. And, but wouldn't you say, so to me, what makes, a solid documentary become a great documentary is it is it yeah. goes from the subject it either has a subject that's so fascinating that it, un, it explores and it and uncovers something you never would have known about okay it does a little bit of that yeah. but it also the other thing it would do is it shows you a person a human being and you get to really discover about a human being and every human being could be interesting enough for a documentary and he certainly is but all of the things i wanted to hear more about they just kind of glossed over. I want to know more about that relationship between both of his sons. What is the difference between those two sons? What does his wife think of all this? There's a point where he goes back to meet his his school um, school day friends that are now all like 70 or whatever, the ones that are still alive, right? And they mentioned like, oh yeah, he was the bully. And he kind of just laughs that off. And I'm like, let's hear more about that. Yeah. He was a bully? Okay, well, that's kind of interesting because now everyone reveres him. So it's just like every time there was something that to me was like, that's the interesting part of the story, it would go back and show some more food porn and show what a perfectionist he was. And that stuff is also interesting, but it's like half of the story. And I wanted the whole story, you know? So, okay, well, I, I, have... I also, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Eric. Eric, go ahead. I, I was going to say another thing I got out of it was that if you've never made sushi before, this is, uh, albeit a bit long, it's a pretty good how-to, like okay. from 
from what kind of sushis there are, different cooking styles, how they get the fish, so on and so forth. So um, in that respect, it's really good. And I, I guess another thing that kind of bugged me was the uh, kind of what Bruce is saying of they uh, don't mention a lot of it. And they kind of write it off as, oh, that's just the culture here. But I don't know that I buy that. That'd be like if a Japanese filmmaker came into America and I beat my niece and nephew and go, well, that's just our culture. Oh, okay. We, we won't ask any more questions and we'll respect that. Like I, I ignore my family and, and, you know, treat my kids a certain way and ignore them. And, you know, so, Oh, I, I, uh, my family kicked me out of the house when I was seven, but that's just our culture here. I, I think that was specific to your family. I, I'm not, it could be, it could be a culture thing, but I, I think they lean on that too much. And too often they use that as an excuse to, as Bruce said, not dive into questions a little more when they probably should have. Okay. So that is Jiro, Jiro, right? Jiro Dreams of Sushi. Like Bruce said, it's currently streaming on Hoopla, Canopy, and Magnolia Selects. You can also rent it. Friend of the show, our, our personal friend, Angie Clark, at least we both, uh, Bruce and Eric both said it's a solid documentary, solid mm-hmm. watch, but I had no idea that they'd go 12 rounds with this documentary. <laughs> it was triggering for both of them. Unfortunately, Angie, I don't have a horse or steak in the game. I'm vegetarian and I ordered California rolls. So I should be <laughs> kicked out of this podcast just for saying that. Okay, so what is our next pick for what's in the box? Oh, Got shit. a couple I new. Didn't... Oh, it's okay. Oh, what's in the oh, box? What's couple... in the bleeping box because I don't what's swear. In the fucking box. Okay, thank you, Eric. <laughs> it's like Psycho Gorman version there. I don't know. <laughs> and again, before Bruce Perky picks, if you want to uh, suggest a movie for Bruce Perky to review, okay, or, or put it in the box, email him at bruceperky at gmail.com. Reach him on his YouTube channel, Rusto Meyer. Or just hit us up on the, our Cinematics Facebook group. Okay, Bruce Perky. Okay, I have not seen this movie at all. So the uh, suggestion was from Matt Stillman. Matt, Matt we Stillman. love Matt Stillman. Thank you, yeah. Matt, for supporting our program. And he always does these really every day, every morning, like around four or five in the morning. We on our Cinematics Facebook group. I always count on Matt to put a movie recommendation. So thank you, Matt. Yeah, he sort watches. Of a deep, the- Tons of movies. Tons of movies. It's A Prophet, A Prophet, 2009, by Jacques Adiard. Adiard, yes. I have not seen it. I don't know anything about it. No is idea. It, is it A Prophet or Un Prophet? I've just been, I just, I've just been very, I'm sorry. Un it's, a, it's A Prophet. It is A Prophet. I was, I was kidding. Uh, Adiard, here's the thing about Jacques Adiard. I believe he he did the Sisters Brothers. Didn't he do the Sisters Brothers? My internet just went off. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen Sisters Brothers? I could be wrong about him. I'm just guessing on Jock Audiard, and I don't know. Sisters Brothers? Is that the – I haven't seen it, but is that the uh, recent Western? Yeah, the Western with with Joaquin Phoenix and I believe Jake Gyllenhaal and – and what's his face? John C. Riley, I believe yeah. Audiard did that. Thanks and for I reminding got, me on that. That, that, that. I've heard good things about that, and I, I might check that out this I week. I could be completely wrong about this, which, you know, usually I am. Oh, yeah, he did the Sisters Brothers, released in 2018, and he also did this movie called Deep Hand, which really got a lot of credit. So, hmm, Matt Stillman, we can, we can trust Matt yeah. Stillman for – Oh, he also did this movie called – in 2012 called Rust and Bone, which is a very good movie mm-hmm. too, so – Cool. Yeah. A profit. Cool. 
I'm going to be watching A Prophet. And French films are kind of a empty spot for me, including the French New Wave. And French films might be making a play on my uh, director spotlight, which, by the way, aren't we doing a director spotlight soon? Yes, we are. Eric Holmes. Thank you, Bruce mm. Perky. Eric Holmes. What, what are we doing? What are we recording this week? Eric Holmes, and why? I, I believe uh, this week's director spotlight is uh, Ralph Bakshi. And a lot of people know him as Fritz the Cat, uh, the uh, Lord of the Rings animated films, uh, Cool World with Brad Pitt. Uh, but we're not talking about any of those. I'm sure they'll come up. But the movies we're covering are Coonskin and a movie I got at Entertainment called yes. Wizards. <laughs> Wizards Entertainment. Yeah, shout out to them. So, yeah, check that out. And uh, I'm pretty excited to talk about the Ralph Bakshi's pretty fantastic filmmaker very strange one too and so it'll uh spark some good conversation i do believe yes i i actually listened to a couple podcasts for research on ralph bakshi a lot of people really it can, you can go either way on ralph bakshi as far as a insignificant artist or awesome so i, I love those two extremes bruce Perky, have you found that in your research or you've already known this about bakshi as uh, far as acquired taste as far as genius or or just a waste of your time, that kind of litmus I test I honestly on him. haven't done a bunch of research on the opinions on it yet. I'm going to watch, I started watching the two movies, then I'm going to do some more of the research. But I had already seen three or four of his movies before that. Not these two, though. So, okay. Um, yeah. So I've already got some history with him. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to watch these two. Okay. So yeah, that was our meaty show. We, we, this is the first, that we had a lot of a huge firsts. This is our first like real, I think this is our first giveaway, right? In our, four, mm-hmm. this, I think. You know what? I looked actually. This should have been our fiftieth episode. Did you know this? I actually looked at our our numbers. We actually this is our fiftieth episode. We should have done something special, but I'm not very good at organizing. Eric you know Holmes. when our special episode is going to be? Come yeah, on it's going to be nineteen episodes from now. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's true. Nineteen episodes from now, listeners. We are an explicit show, but I'm not going to actually name that number, which is fifty plus nineteen. I don't know what that number is, Eric Holmes. I don't know if you want to mention what that number is, but that's 69, okay. 69. No, no, no compunction. No, no, no. Yeah. So yeah, that's fine. We're going to get to, once we get to that show, we will have a special celebration. We're going to make something really good. And if, especially I'm really excited about entertain Mart. hit us up, rate and review our podcast. We love all of you listeners. And uh, yeah, that uh, we're going to give you some more giveaways down the road. Some more interesting movies, some more director spotlights. Two weeks down the road, I can't, three weeks down the road, I can't wait till we, after Bakshi, we're going to have an, it'll be my turn, my turn. I can't wait to really talk about my pick as well. And Bruce Perky has actually done some interesting research even before I did regarding the director we're doing. So before we go, anything, Bruce Perky, Eric Holmes, anything you want to say? Anything before we go? Uh, I, I would like to say something and then I'll let Eric say something. I wanted to say, um, hey, Greg, yeah. you should say what the fuck. WTF. No, no, um, you got to oh, say what the fuck. I mean, you can't, you can't say it. You can't do it. Come on. Okay. Say what the fuck. Okay. What the fuck? Thank you. Did, or why the fuck did you make me say that? Fucking a-hole. Eric, I just did that for Eric Holmes. You're not an a-hole. Bruce Perky. We just, we need to, we need to earn the E. We need to earn I'm the E. I'm quoting a movie. I'm quoting a movie. Come on. You should like it. All right. What movie are you quoting? Okay. quoting? I'm not good at movie quotes. What is this? It's risky business. Oh, I have not seen Risky you Business. Can't say it, you can't do it. I have not seen Risky Business as of yet. Eric Holmes, before you, yeah, right, I, I, I love Tangerine Greg. Dream. Oh, we love Tangerine Dream. Yes, I, I love Greg, and we all love Greg. 
but cussing Greg is my spirit animal. <laughs> okay. Okay. Listeners, we hope you find some more spirit animals during the week while you find some more interesting films. Once you get those films, hit us up and tell us what movies you're watching. Thank you guys so much for your support. And uh, yeah, spirit animals, that's going to be great. I That said, thank you, Eric Coins, for that. I will swear much more down the road especially on number our episode number 69 but that's a ways to go talk to you guys see you guys next week